on 89.9 The Light. You're in conversation with Clayton and uh, a very special guest joining me tonight as we talk about something that is really simple but maybe can actually do so much more for us in our world. Uh, from the Table Talk Project, Neil Milton joins me. G'day, Neil. G'day, how you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Uh, and we're going to hear a bit of your story, why this is the case and how we can use this Table Talk Project concept and the actual tool itself. But let's start off, uh, for somebody who maybe doesn't know what it is, what's the sort of one or two line summary? Yeah, look, the Table Talk Project is about supporting families to talk well together around food. Uh, we realise that families are not, a lot of families are not communicating. They're too busy to communicate and uh, it's impacting families. And so this is a mental health, wellbeing, evidence-based social enterprise that supports families to have conversations. What I love is that, um, you know, we all talk as families that we want this to happen. Uh, but as you said, whether it's um, the, the way of maybe media different impacting it or maybe it's busyness or maybe it's just the fact that we've perhaps lost some of these skills to be able to deliberately use uh, dinner time to have deep conversations. I, I know certainly from our family, sometimes they're the greatest moments. Uh, you, you finish that, you're, wow, I didn't realise that's what the kids were going through or thinking about. I'm assuming that's sort of the those wow moments are, are what you're hoping to achieve for every household. Absolutely, yeah. We're, we're wanting to help um, help families to be able to make space so that every single person in the family can have a voice. And that is really, really important. Because if you, if you put it this, this way, um, if a young person has a really tough day at school, you know, it might be a really, really tough day. And if they don't have a family that supports them, that they have a voice and they're there, well, we know the statistics on suicide and mental health and a, and a whole bunch of different things. Um, but if they do have a space where they can have conversation, where they feel listened to and heard, and they know that nothing's off the table to talk about, then it might just be a really bad day and their parents, uh, whoever is caring for them, can really help them and support them. Yeah. And is that the sort of underlying aim as well, that um, it is about <clears throat> providing good, sustainable mental health and, and suicide prevention? Is that sort of the the bottom line, I suppose, goal in that, and then it's layered with with better mental health and then layered again with just great conversations. Is that sort of the, the hierarchy you're looking at or is it actually, no, no, that's just one of the great byproducts? Yeah, I think that is the byproduct of it. And, I mean, we've there's been over 20 years of research out of Harvard Medical School of the importance of eating together around a family through a company called the Family Dinner Project. And they were out of the, out of the medical school there in Harvard and, and, um, and what they actually discovered that there were many, many benefits to actually doing this, that not just academic benefits for children, but um, less, uh, I guess, uh, drug addiction, um, better communication uh, because of the communication and that is actually happening within the family and the conversations that are happening. Uh, the reality is that the young children were getting better vocabulary, uh, eating disorders were dropping, a number of different things, all because they were eating together as a family. Um, so it's not just about um, just the conversation, but the benefits outweigh um, the fact that if you don't gather together as a family, then the impact can be huge. Yeah. And what I love about this is that it, it, it's a simple thing. It's not, oh, well, we all have to go off to do a course. 
uh, and then we <laughs> have to do it. Like, you know that idea. Uh, let's let's talk about it before we actually talk about what it is, and and you know, there's a bit of a, a format that you follow. I, I love what it, it's all about. So we'll we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes' time. But let's talk about it from your perspective specifically, Neil. Why did you go right? It's important for me to step into this space. Um, and and try and lead this and guide this and help help other people. What was the spur for you? Yeah, look, uh, about uh, four or five years ago, oh, six years ago, I started a, a social enterprise that was a clothing company called Positive T-Shirts where I gave all profits to preventing youth suicide. And um, about three years ago, we just started asking the question, can we actually measure this? Um, how many people would come to me in the street and say, I, I like that T-shirt, um, got talk out loud on it, what's it about? And then we talk about mental health and suicide prevention and um, a whole bunch of things. And they tell me their story. We realized that we couldn't actually measure this. And so we started going on uh, a bit of a journey and did some research with over 90 families and asked the question, are you even talking about mental health or suicide or even talking as a family? And we realized that out of those 90 plus families from all different demographics and places in Australia, we realized that actually there's not much conversation going on and there's a lot of fear around it. And, uh, and so we wanted to create an opportunity where there wasn't that fear or stigma around talking about deeper topics, um, but it's actually really important. And so uh, I guess for me personally, um, it was about having a voice at the table. When I was a kid, uh, I don't remember my parents ever asking me about my day. I don't remember ever having a deep conversation with them. Uh, and I also don't remember uh, that my dinner times were one where I was engaged in conversation or even had fun or enjoyed it. All I know is that if I didn't eat my vegetables, I'd get a smack. That was pretty much the bottom line. And I hated vegetables, so I'd always get a smack. And, um, and the thing is for me is that I didn't realize that as we started talking about with other people about their own personal experiences, the truth is that they also had a similar experience where they didn't feel like they had a voice at the table. And the problem is, is that um, when you don't have a voice, you don't have any uh, way of communicating what's really going on deep. And not just deep, but just about your day or, or whatever it is. And I think this opportunity creates creates the space for uh, for these conversations to be had. And it creates the opportunity for parents to be able to respond appropriately and also creates the opportunity for children to be seen and heard, not just seen. Yeah. And when you're saying a voice, can I just clarify what you're meaning by that? Because I think there's two types of that. There's um, actually being listened to and so therefore I can speak mm. and there's a voice of, um, well, I, I have a voice so therefore what I say is what's going to happen. Um, I, mm. I suppose there's always also always a little bit that they mix a bit, but I'm, I'm assuming you're meaning more that first voice from a, a kid's perspective. You're not suddenly saying, hey, our parents, we need to make sure that the kids, whatever they say is going. That's not the intent of what you're trying to say here. I'm just checking. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's not. It's actually one of our measurements um, is have you felt listened to and heard? And that's a really critical point is because often, um, you know, for our, our table, it's just flipping crazy. Like, you know, like people were trying to talk over each other and this person, I've got teenagers, I've got one with a um, modern intellectual disability, I've got a young child who's a tween and, you know, and, and it's just absolutely chaotic. And so I guess the Table Talk Project gives the opportunity for everyone to have that voice. And there's that respect that says, hey, if this person's listening, 
we actually do listen. And at the end of the Table Talk project, we actually ask that question. And that's part of the um, the measurement of whether it's actually worked is um, have you felt listened to and heard? And that's really important. Yeah, uh, I absolutely love that. We're going to be back uh, with Neil in just a couple of moments' time because we want to dig in to what this actually is. What does it mean to do the Table Talk project at your place? How do you go about it? What are the key elements of it? We'll be hearing from Neil next here on 89.9. The Light. On 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton and the founder of the Table Talk Project is my guest, Neil Milton. We're talking about uh, what it means to talk around the family table, why the outcomes of that is better mental health. It's uh, people having a voice in our families. Our, our children be able to share what's going on. We all want that as parents, right? As parents, we want to share as well with our family too. Um, and, uh, and ultimately, as we've talked as well, that well, better mental health means uh, lower suicide rates, these sorts of things that are occurring in our society too. Um, before we actually talk about the specific parts of the project, how it works, Neil, because I really want to get into that and share that with everybody. I know there was a, a, mm. an interesting study done recently which really does beautifully sort of dovetail into the reason and the, de- the desire for something like the Table uh, Talk Project. Do you want to, I, I know you've got all the stats there with all of that. Do you want to share that one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there was a study that was highlighted in the Herald Sun. They did a, a study of 1,000 adults. And um, what they realised that out of that, that seven out of 10 families don't actually sit down together for dinner every night. And with heaps of people sort of really reluctant to put down phones, turn off TVs and those sorts of things. And also out of that study as well, they found that 80% of families sometimes sit in silence 92% say their digital devices stop them talking to each other. And four in 10 Australian parents say their families find it hard to even connect and share conversations. And so it's a massive thing um, in society that families are really struggling to find time together to sit down and, and be with each other. One of the, it was really interesting, one of the quotes actually says, it's not surprising to hear that 97% of parents prefer meals where their family can laugh, connect, tell stories, and share food. And, and that's, that's absolutely important. And what's interesting is also is that at the end, they said um, that all parents surveyed said that they would like tools such as conversation cards or you know another product to help improve their meal time. So there's this cry for help but there's this understanding that it's really difficult. And I guess the Table Talk Project provides a way forward for families to connect. Yeah, I love that. Uh, l- let's actually talk about what it is because we've been chatting about it a bit, but uh, you've come up with this idea of how a family around a dinner table can actually um, have some of these discussions. And I, I love it, the link that you do with sort of the almost like the idea of the courses of, of the meal. Could you take us through that? Absolutely, yeah. So basically the tabletalkproject.org is the website. And when you get there, you can hit join now and put your details in those sorts of things. Um, But each week we invite uh, families to commit to once a week. That's all because we know how busy everyone is. Um, And and when you get to the website, you hit back at the table. And when you hit back at the table, you can put in, um, you know, it's my first time there or I've been here before, etc. And then what you do is we walk through this thing called entree main and dessert now entree is the food we eat and share together and we can we provide recipes for you if you need that if you don't 
said you don't need it. Um, and then also, uh, and that, that's really important, obviously, because, you know, the best, best times are around food. And then you've got the main, and the main is the conversation starters. And we provide those conversation starters. And when you click on use your conversation starters, um, it, you can actually see the different types of conversation starters you want. You can talk about emotions or family or friendship or, you know, personal or anything like that. There's a number of different things. Now, we also recognize that, you know, devices are a big deal and, and we want make people to put devices away. So we've made all of those conversation starters downloadable that you can just print off and, and you can have it in the middle of the table. So you don't have to have your device there. And then at the end, once you've chosen, chosen a conversation style, you've had a conversation, then there's dessert. And dessert is a really important part. And that is a question that says, does everyone feel listened to and heard? It's the check-in, right? And it's also, um, we also invite uh, people uh, to ask the question, what attitude are you leaving the table with? And the final question is, is there anything else you wish you shared? And what we find is that when you say that, a lot of young people, a lot of children take a bit of time to think about a conversation. It takes a bit of time to com compute sometimes. And if you ask that question, is there anything else you wish you shared? Sometimes they might come out with the goal, you know? Yeah. And so that, that's so important. It's also about understanding that you want to make sure that when people leave the table, when the family leaves the table, that they're actually going to be okay. And so that dessert is really, really important. And then at the end, you just, put a date in for the next time you're going to do it. Great. I love using this idea of, um, all right, what are we going to eat? What are we going to talk about? And then, hey, how did we go with that? And let's have that conversation. It's a, it's a simple format, but a really incredibly powerful one as well as we, we go forward. I, I really love that. Neil, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, maybe one or, or, or so stories around uh, the impact that you've already had. I understand you might not be able to, you know, actually explain to people uh, the the sense of, you know, use people's names or anything like that. But, you know, could you share a story with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, particularly when we did our pilot, it was, it was quite profound. And um, there was a particular situation where um, a, a family, um, a, a dad got up in the morning and uh, shared that, um, he wanted to talk to his son. Now they'd have a bit of an argument the night before and he was going along a road and, uh, and unfortunately a tree came down and, and locked him in for like four or five hours. Right now he obviously didn't get a chance to chat with his, his son. He, he, he survived, but he was locked in this car with the tree for that amount of time. Um, and, uh, when they got home after he got out of hospital and, and, and got all healed up and everything like that, the tabletop project provided a way for them to talk about what was going on because they'd already started to build into their life a weekly time where they would spend time together, have conversations, eat together and check in through the pilot that we did. And I got this lovely email that just responded, that basically just said, um, thanks so much for the Tabletop Project. This is what happened. Um, I really appreciated that we actually had this time and it created the space for us to talk about that. I mean, that's just one story. The other one was um, there was uh, a family that was estranged from um, another family 
from from a deeper connection, uh, uncles and aunties, and they were in a different country. And uh, the parents didn't really know how the kids felt, and they were able to talk about this. And they decided as a family that they would reconnect. And so they did choose to reconnect um, with this other family and um, brought them into the conversation as well. And, and they've all been reconciled now. But it was because they took the time to ask how they really felt. And before it was just crazy in their life with mm. so much stuff going on. And so um, it created that opportunity for reconciliation because they, the children felt listened to and heard and were able to express how they felt about that relationship. Oh. And so that's a really, just yeah. two really important, powerful stories. Yeah, I love that. I just love that. And I think this is the opportunity, right? These are the, the big stories, but there's going to be the small ones. I think any time we can sit with a family and talk about it, and if we need some tools and hints and ideas and a way forward with it, well, this is a great model as well. The thetabletalkproject.org. That's the website to head to, and you can connect in with um, Neil there as well, thetabletalkproject.org. Um, Neil, thanks so mm. much, A, for the heart and the passion to create this. Um, thank you so no much worries. for then uh, going and actually doing it, you know, because it's one thing to have the idea, and then it's another thing to go and help so many other people with it. We wish you all the best, and thanks for chatting with us today. Thanks so much for the opportunity, mate. Neil Milton, my guest from the Table Talk Project here on 89.9 The Light.